0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for our message today comes to us from the Epistle lesson read earlier from the fourth chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. In the name of Christ, dear fellow redeemed. Today, at this call service, several of you will be receiving your vicarage and internship assignments, while still others of you will be receiving your first call into the office of the Holy Ministry. We have been called and gathered by God into his community of faith by his Holy Spirit. God is now calling you through this community, through his church, to be caretakers of souls and we have God's firm firm promise that he will bless you in your service to him. In order to get your ministry off on the right foot, allow me to give you God's assurance as it comes to us in this fourth chapter of the epistle to the Hebrews. Jesus Christ is our great high priest who has passed through the heavens the work of atonement having been accomplished once and for all through his life, suffering, death, and resurrection. The ministry to which you and I are called is all about him. As our great high priest, he not only performed the sacrifice for sin, but he was the sacrifice for sin. Think of the words of John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As our great high priest, the Lord Jesus prays for us. He intercedes for us. When we fall, when we fail, when we sin, there's Jesus interceding on our behalf before the Father. Because we have such a faithful high priest, one who has sacrificed himself for our sins and one who intercedes for us constantly, we are given this word of encouragement. Let us hold fast our confession. Now, this confession in no way, shape, or form should imply that our high priest is somehow unapproachable or distant from us. Our text tells us that he is able to sympathize with our troubles and hardships. He understands the things that we go through. Why? He's gone through them himself. Therefore, as a community and as individual believers, we can approach him confidently in prayer with the result that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The overall point that is being made here is this. Our Lord Jesus Christ is sympathetic to our needs and he's approachable for our needs. Needs, loneliness, health problems, Worries about relatives or friends. Concerns about personal finances. Struggles in our marriage. Personal weaknesses that seem to master us no matter how hard we try. Uncertainty or fear about the future. Relationships that have gone sour. Concern about being faithful and compassionate in the ministries to which we've been called. And oh, I could name so much more. In all of these cases, the tendency is often, even amongst Christians, to focus on the problem rather than the solution. As a pastor or deaconess, as a vicar or intern, you are called to point people to the solution. And what is the solution? Or at the very last, at the very least, the first step, the first foundational step towards accessing the solution? Our text tells us we have a sympathetic, loving Savior who promises to hear our prayers and answer our prayers. The solution is spelled out in the well-known refrain of one of Christendom's most beloved hymns, Take it to the Lord in Prayer. The Bible is filled with all sorts of examples of people who prayed boldly to God in time of need and how he answered that cry. I think of Moses crying out to God for help and the Red Sea was divided. Hannah asked the Lord for the gift of a child and he gave her a son, Samuel. Daniel prayed for deliverance when he was put in the lion's den and God spared his life the apostles and early Christians prayed as they began their challenging missionary task and the Lord empowered them to preach the word with courage and love. These are just some examples, but boy, do they teach us lessons. If God can rescue an entire nation seemed which seemed to face imminent destruction, if God can open a mother's womb and give her a child If God can save a man from wild beasts, he certainly can help us today. If God can enable first-century Christians to witness their faith boldly in a hostile world, he can certainly do the same for 21st-century Christians today. Yes, we face all sorts of challenges and difficulties in our lives and ministries, but we don't face these challenges alone. We have a gracious Lord, a heavenly high priest, a Lord who says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. Yes, I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. We are also part of a faith community in which we are encouraged to pray for one another. Remember how the Lord taught us to pray the Lord's Prayer? Give us, forgive us, deliver us. As members of God's beloved family, we can take our problems and our needs to the Lord. We can pray with confidence for ourselves and for one another. Because you see, the Lord understands our situation. And he has the desire and the power, the power, to help us in our need. He is faithful, always faithful. Amen. In the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.